Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that is so bad, when the Grinch stole it, he gave it back. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe-smoking broadcast dedicated to all you pipe smokers around the world and hopefully bringing you an hour or so of relaxation and camaraderie in the chaos of the holiday season. Yeah, the holidays are full upon us, and because of the holidays, I couldn't find a place to do the show from in San Antonio this week, so tonight's show is 100% pre-recorded. What you're hearing now was recorded on Monday night. So, in tonight's show, in pipe parts, I'm going to talk a little bit about the history of the uh, military mount or the spigot and some of that, get into that a little bit. My guest, it is ladies' night. I have our the first of two lady guests coming up based off of a popular request from the forums. My guest tonight is Rachel Campbell. Rachel is relatively new to pipe smoking, but has been doing a lot of tobacco reviews. It was a lot of fun talking to her, and she's, uh, she's full of energy. Uh, in the mailbag, going to answer some of the mail and then start talking about holiday gifts. So I'll let you know right now, holiday gift guide for pipe smokers, that's coming up in the mailbag. And if you want to make sure and uh, play the show real loud for your uh, significant others, for anybody around you, there might be a few gifts in there that you'd want. So make sure and let them hear that. Uh, music. I found some stuff that's going to all... I found some pieces that are going to be holiday-related, and we're going to play them over the next couple of weeks. So if you don't like Christmas music, bah humbug on you, and I'm not worried about it, but got some holiday music that we're going to play over the next couple of weeks. And some of the people that perform the songs may surprise you. So it's fun, it's a little obscure, but uh, get you back into the holiday season, make everything make everything feel uh, feel a lot better. And at home this weekend, enjoyed a uh, long Thanksgiving weekend. We now have a pre-lit, artificial, rotating Christmas tree. It's a lot of fun. Now we don't have to argue about what uh, what ornaments go on the back of the tree and what spots look full. You just turn the thing on and it spins around all by itself. So I'll have to get some pictures of that up on uh, up on my Facebook page here shortly. So, all right, everybody. Sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company. Here we go. This is Internet Radio. Meet Aaron, one of the most important people at SmokingPipes.com. In our shipping department, he's one of the cogs in the highly efficient wheel, if you will, that's responsible for making sure your order goes out right every time. Ain't that right, Aaron? I don't know all about that cog in the wheel stuff, but I do know at SmokingPipes.com, I take my work very seriously. Pulling tents of tobacco, weighing bulk tobacco, triple checking orders, and getting them out the door. Since it's so easy to order from SmokingPipes.com, you're keeping Aaron pretty darn busy. Look at him go, go, go. <laughs> in fact, it's been a challenge to get him to stop long enough to say hello. But Aaron doesn't mind. He loves his job at smokingpipes.com. Why is that, Aaron? Because I don't just ship pipes, I smoke them. 
Gotta run. <laughs> Just log on to smokingpipes.com or call us at 1 366 0345. We are quality. We are experts. We are smokingpipes.com. Welcome back. All right, for pipe parts. Let's talk military mounts or uh, sterling, you know, silver-mounted pipes and uh, pipe adornments, kind of. The uh, the origination of the idea for the, uh, or the reason it's called a military mount is when metal is put on the tip of the stem or on the tendon of the stem and it seats into a metal cap on the shank. The reason for that and the reason it was called a military mount is because that's probably the most fragile connection of the pipe. So pipe factories or pipe manufacturers would do that sterling silver, stainless steel. Sometimes in the if you go way back, you'd see brass. They would cap those two connections, and that would reinforce that that connection. That way, when a guy out in the out in the fields or out on the out on the battlefield. That way, if he sat on the pipe or something, it wouldn't break the tenon, wouldn't break the wouldn't break the shank. Now, in most cases, it's pretty much just a decorative piece, but it does add some value. It adds some durability to the pipe. A version that you may also see is just a traditional push stem put into a silver-capped shank. That helps keep the shank safe. It also helps that connection stay the same size because a push stem will end up wearing down the uh, wearing down the wood on the on the mortise hole. By putting the metal there and by silver capping that, it just helps make it stronger. The other thing I want to talk about is silver capping, and this goes back to I think Dunhill's the only one that still uses this terminology, but it's where at the top at the rim of the bowl they cover the entire rim with silver. The silver is stronger than the briar up there, so when you're tapping out your pipe, instead of tapping out and chipping away the wood or dinging up the wood, you're actually tapping out the silver. The other thing that happens is if you're not careful with the lighter, instead of charring the rim of the pipe, all you're doing is you're tarnishing the silver, and you can polish the silver a whole lot easier. Just use a little bit of silver polish or some ash, and clean it right up. So those all add value to it. Some companies get really ornate with the decorations that are on there. The silver mounting or the silver cap can be highly decorative, and it does run up the cost of it. If it's done in England, though, it makes it a great way to age date the pipe because the assayer's marks in there have to have the year that it was made. So that's a that's another great way when you're looking at older pipes that turn of the century or any any pipe made in England, you can easily date the age of it by looking at the silversmith's assayer's marks and you'll see the year and you can also tell what city in uh, in London it was made in. The other thing I want to talk about a little bit is wind caps or wind screens. Sometimes you'll see them built into the into the pipe. It'll be a hinged lid that'll come down. Those were meant for obviously protecting the protecting the pipe from the wind and keeping the ash in there. They're great if you're going to be out and about. I've seen a couple people use them regularly at uh, pipe shows. There's really inexpensive spring-loaded ones now that you can 
pop in and out of the pipe real quick. But it's a great way just to keep the ash in the pipe so the ash doesn't fall out. A couple other things I want to touch on real quick. Uh, when you look at some of the shank adornments or what we'll see now is, you know, like just metal caps or artificial wood, you know, an exotic wood cap. Those are put in there primarily because there was some sort of drilling that had to go on inside the pipe to get the draft hole to work. So those are put on afterwards to fill up that space and to help make the, make the tenon or the mortise hole perfectly round again. The exotic woods, and again with uh, even like some of the bones and ivory that's put in there, it adds value to it. It's a whole nother step and a whole nother process that the pipe manufacturer has to go through. Uh, the very simple silver bands on the outside, those are really just decorative. However, silver banding was a, is a classic way of repairing a pipe that's been dropped or has a cracked shank in it. So put a little band on the outside, holds the pipe together, put a little glue in there, keeps it from moving around. Nowadays, if you buy a pipe brand new, it's just for style. It's got a little silver band on it, a little nickel silver, whatever it is. All right, let's get my interview with Rachel on right away. And then don't forget in the mailbag, going to start on the Christmas shopping guide. So we'll be back in just a minute. There's nothing quite like hunting at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. I'm Mark from Ohio, and I've tried so many tobaccos, but I just still can't find something that is just magical, a tobacco that I can fall in love with. I mean, I've tried reading reviews online and participating in forum discussions only to get burned. When I was about to give up, I discovered this amazing matching system for finding my perfect blend at SutliftTobacco.com. That's how I found my perfect blend, and I just love it. Finding the right tobacco doesn't have to be hard. There are lots of tobaccos waiting for you to fall in love with them. Finding that special tobacco shouldn't be left up to chance. Experience the magic of compatibility with our patented perfect match system. Try it at SutliftTobacco.com. Go to SutliftTobacco.com right now and find your perfect blend. It is my pleasure to welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show, uh, YouTube pipe presenter, pipe smoker, and lady... Rachel Campbell. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brian. I'm excited to be here. All right, so let's go back and tell everybody where where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Let's get all that all that stuff behind us. Um, I live in a little town called Grimmel Springs, which is just north of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I actually live now less than two miles from the house I grew up in. So <laughs> I've moved around in the interim time, but I ended up back here, and I've been in this house for about 13 years, so that's where I am. And you are married and a whole house full of kids, correct? I am. Uh, my husband, Nathan, and I, between us, have six kids, so we both came into this marriage with three, 
So we're kind of the Brady Bunch. We have three boys and three girls. Um, I have a stepson, Colin, who's 16. Uh, my daughter, Sheremy, is 13. I have a daughter, Kate, stepdaughter, Kaylin, who's 12. Stepdaughter, Hannah, who is 10. And twin boys, John and Michael, they are seven. <laughs> so it is, it's almost the, it's the Baton Rouge version of the Brady Bunch. Yes, definitely. And two dogs. <laughs> well, the, the real Brady Bunch only had one dog. Yeah, I have two dogs. Well, that's that's upgrading. So, mm-hmm. I don't have a I don't have a um, housekeeper though. I could probably use one. <laughs> Couldn't we all? <laughs> um, so, when did you? How did you get involved in pipe smoking? Well, it's kind of a funny story. My um, my grandfather smoked a pipe, so that's kind of my pipe history. I remember being a little kid and you know, sitting next to him, and he was in his recliner smoking his pipe. And I'm sure he smoked a cherry blend. Now we've been kind of experimenting with smells, and I've smelled a couple, and I said, yeah, that's that's really close to the smell I remember. Um, but my husband smokes a pipe, and I was not a pipe smoker. I was a pipe smoker's wife. Um, and so I started out with a YouTube channel, and the joke was, that um, I was going to help those poor wives who had to put up with their nasty husbands pipe smoking and and how they were going to do that. And so we had our um, wife-approved tobaccos. So if they smelled good and you weren't going to offend your poor wife, then they were wife-approved. And if they didn't smell good, they were not wife-approved. And so the trick was to find one that your husband liked that was also wife-approved. Um, so that's where the wife-approved came from. Um, we went to a meetup in Marietta, Georgia in May. Now, I'm still not a pipe smoker. <laughs> Nathan's telling me things to say. Um, so we, we went to that um, meetup in Marietta, and I was not a smoker, but I saw a pipe there that I had to have, that I absolutely had to have. It was beautiful. It was just, it fit in my hand, and I wasn't quite, uh, maybe I'll smoke, but probably I'm not going to smoke, And um, but I had to have this pipe, so I bought the pipe. And, yeah, Nathan thought it was for him. He found it in my bag, and he was like, oh, you bought me a pipe? And I was like, no, that pipe is not for you. And <laughs> But I, I still was not a smoker, and I was, you know, we were. And so, um, and then I also bought some tobacco that I really liked the way it smelled, and then I also bought a, a Zycar lighter. I had to have it. It was beautiful. And, um so then the YouTube rumor mill was churning about how I was a closet smoker. <laughs> and, and so I don't know, one day I said, well, I'm not going to start this on camera, but I will attempt to smoke. And so, you know, I, that's kind of how I got into it. Um, so I wasn't a smoker and, and now I'm a smoker. <laughs> so what was, what was the first pipe? The first pipe was a Brebbia pipe. Um, it was a small, um, kind of like a apple or tomato shape with a bent stem. It was just beautiful. It had this dark finish on it. 
it wasn't terribly expensive, and so I bought the pipe. And what was and the I first? What was the first tobacco you tried? The first, the very first tobacco I tried, um, was also a Brebbia blend. It has a green label. Brebbia Symphonia something and I really didn't like it and I'll talk well and that's that's something that's something that I learned is that I was never a smoker never a cigarette smoker no no kind of smoker and so I didn't have the urge to inhale but I also um couldn't figure out how to make the smoke come out my nose okay does that make sense yeah which um which makes it taste better. You get more sense of what it tastes like when you're, um, so until I had to figure out how to do that. Now I do it without thinking about it. But in the beginning I was puffing in my mouth and blowing it straight back out my mouth. And so I wasn't getting, I didn't really like the way anything tastes. The one tobacco that finally did it for me, that I finally understood what all this pipe smoking was about, was actually a sample that another YouTube pipe presenter, um, Piper McGee, sent to me. And it was from his local tobacconist, and it was called Indescribable. And um, his local tobacconist was The Wharf. And that was the tobacco where I got it. <laughs> this is so delicious and it tastes like caramel and it smells like caramel and I understand it's not burning my tongue. It, I get it. <laughs> I get what all this hype is about. This is fantastic. And so that was that was the first tobacco that that I understood what what this was about. Now did, <laughs> that I enjoyed it. <laughs> did you also did you also exhale that through your nose or were you able yes, to just that's yeah, that's where I was figuring out how to actually smoke everything. And how? who showed you how to pack a pipe? My dear husband showed me how to pack a pipe. Although and, I'm finding different methods work for different things. Um, <clears throat> I do the three-pack method most often. Um, but I have a Savinelli pipe um, that is a bulldog shape that I find getting a huge pinch and stuffing it in air pocket pack method, mm -hmm. that that works best in that pipe. That it, it's just something about that pipe that that works best. So I, I'm, I'm learning lots of things. <laughs> so now how many pipes do you yourself own? Twelve. So 12 <laughs> pipes in seven months? Yes. They're like shoes. <laughs> my, my husband said he can't take me anywhere. I always come home with a pipe. When we went to Nashville, I also bought a pipe. I said, yeah, but I don't have the shoe gene. I don't buy shoes. I buy pipes. And he said, well, they're just about the same amount of expense. <laughs> Is there, so I have 12. Is there one thing that attracts you to a pipe more than more than the other thing? Is it more of a of a visual of the pipe, the shape, the feel? 
or I like it to fit in my hand. Um, I like to be able to grip around it, hold the bowl in my hand. There's a place where my thumb fits and my finger fits. And then I also like a bent stem. It's just the way it feels. But then visually, I like different things. Every one of my pipes is very different. None of them are the same shape or the same. All but one have bent stems. I really do like the bent stem. But... And they all fit in my hand, but there are different finishes. I just, there's something very artistic about pipes, something really beautiful. <laughs> and and have, you, have you figured out a different packing technique for each pipe, or does one packing technique work for every pipe? I don't think one packing works for every pipe. Um, I have one pipe that has a tiny little bowl. And so I, I can't even, there's no way I could do a three-pack method. There's just not enough bowl to do it in. <laughs> um, so it kind of depends on what pipe I'm using. Um, I have one pipe that has a really tall um, sort of thin bowl, and I've smoked some flakes in there where I just kind of folded and stuffed the flake in. And that seemed to, to work well in that pipe. And um, one of them, the air pocket method, where you take a huge pinch and just kind of shove it in the top work. So, yeah, I mean, they're kind of different. Each pipe is different. And then I'm finding that some tobaccos smoke better in some pipes than other pipes. So, um, so you're, you're learning something that a lot of people that take some years to figure out is it's a marriage of the pipe and the tobacco and the person and you've just got to kind of work with all three of them yeah and i'm i'm bad about rushing that some days i don't feel like i have enough time to sit down for an hour with a pipe and so i'm i really have to either not pack very much or resign myself to the fact that i'm probably going to dump out about half a pipe <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to burn the mess out of my mouth and, you know, smoke it too quickly because I'm trying to get it all. So, like, I smoked it all. <laughs> now, you said you, sm you you weren't sure about coming out of the closet on YouTube. You've done that. <laughs> you smoke on YouTube. I do. do you, I saw you smoking in public in Nashville. Do you smoke yes. in public at home? I do not smoke in front of my children, my, although my daughter knows that I smoke. It's just something that I don't do. Um, if Nathan and I are out doing things, then I will smoke in public. I don't have a problem with that. Um, although, well, it's funny. I, I was in Dallas last week, and I was smoking cigars because I didn't pack my pipes. I, I was flying, and, um, and it's funny because for women – it's one thing to see a man smoking a pipe or smoking a cigar. It's another thing entirely to see a woman. And some people approached me and talked to me about it, and then other people would, like, walk past five or six times, like almost like they wanted to talk to me, but then it's like, oh, it's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so you've had a few strange looks. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. But then I've had a few. We have a, um, a, 
a cigar store in town, but they have pipe events every once in a while. And um, two of the women who work there smoke pipes. And so I've been to those and smoke there. And that's a little different when the atmosphere is, you know, women are welcomed. But we are definitely the minority in the in the whole group. So By far the minority. And what's interesting for me in particular is that you're younger, which makes it even more of a minority. But... The younger crowd is coming up, so it's exciting for us that have been in the business for a while to see you younger ladies walking around with your pipes and talking about them and doing all the uh, doing all the YouTube presentations and it's just it's a lot of fun and it's a and it's really exciting for us. Which we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, I'm going to ask you about in particular about your uh, tobacco reviewing that you're doing on YouTube. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. The term one-stop shop is so overused. There's no place that is literally a one-stop shop. Well, guess what? When it comes to your quality tobacco products, there is. It's cupojoes.com. With hundreds of pipe tobacco blends, thousands of pipes in stock, a wide variety of cigars, coffees, accessories, and so much more. All you have to do is go to cupojoes.com, and there it is, cupojoes.com. Quality products, extraordinary prices. Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? Fournoggins.com stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. Fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. This is Internet Radio. We are back. Rachel's still on the phone with me. I haven't scared her off yet. So, <laughs> all right, now let's let's talk specifically about your YouTube channel. The YouTube channel name is Turtle Ray Eight T U R T L E R A Y, and then the number eight. Uh, yeah. y- you do a lot of tobacco reviews. Take me. I try. Th- <laughs> take me through the process of what it, you know what you do for a review and how you prepare for it, and then. What happens? Okay. Um, I actually have a, a Word document saved on my computer that I kind of print out for each tobacco. And so um, sort of a checklist. Uh, Nathan's going to grab it. It's actually in here. Um, and so I will always smoke the tobacco two or three times before I try to sit down and do the review. That way I pretty much know all the answers to the checklist before I go into it. So for each tobacco, I always try to start with the name and the distributor or the maker. Um, if they have a certain description on their website or, you know, in their information, then I say that one. If not, then we look at the one on the Tobacco Reviews website. Mm-hmm. Try to talk about what the tobacco looks like. Um, so if you get a 10, it should look kind of like this. How? What's the cut? What? What do you see? Long, coarse ribbon. Is it sticky? <laughs> I've had a couple that were super sticky. Um, what the tin note is, what it smells like when you open the tin or the jar or the bag. Um, I try to talk about what pipe I'm using because I do think that that makes a difference in 
what happens when you smoke certain tobaccos. Um, we try to talk about the pack type. It's usually the same. I haven't done a flake review yet, so usually it's a three-pack or, or stuff. Um, try to like first impression. So what do you get when you first light it? A lot of times it's just burnt. <laughs> it's like burnt match. Or I, I said once, I think I said it tasted like licking a candle. <laughs> I've, I've never yeah. done that personally, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> and then um, room note, and then I'll kind of then smoke it. So I'll um, pause the video, smoke down a little bit, and talk about what I'm getting at that point, and smoke down, try to get through the whole bowl on video, not necessarily, you know, an hour of a video, but stopping it and starting it back. Um, and then we talk about burn quality, what happens, are we getting a lot of... Am I getting a lot of gurgle, um, tongue bite? <laughs> Is the ash sticky and gross? What you know? What's what's going on with the tobacco? And then mouthfeel. And I know some tobaccos, I have to have something to drink because it's drying my mouth out. Some tobaccos leave kind of like a film. Uh, you know, we talk about. I talk about that. Um, I give my overall impression. <laughs> what I think about it, um, and then a rating. And so I kind of forget whether I, you know, my ratings are already, or how many turtles it gets from one to 10, ten turtles being the best tobacco ever and one turtle being pretty terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> if I'm reviewing it, it's usually pretty decent because um, I'm not going to smoke four bowls of something that's terrible. So <laughs> so that that's about what we go through in those but i try to be consistent so if you see me do a review it's generally going to follow that same format every time now assume that i haven't watched any of your videos are there tobaccos that you've reviewed where you've absolutely just blasted them as being terrible and you don't need to name names if you don't want to i haven't blasted any although i i am um i am a latakia hater so I will hate on some Latakia, but I have not personally reviewed any with Latakia in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I tend to do reviews. I think I, I smoke mainly aromatics um, and then some that are like Virginia Burley blends that are not necessarily aromatics. Um, and I'm trying to let people know that there are decent aromatics out there. I mean, there are some that are awful, and I agree with that, but there are some that are great. And so most of my reviews are aromatic blends. I did do one review jointly with my husband um, for McBaron Roll Twist, Dark Twist Roll Cake. Yep. And, um, and that one I really enjoyed. It was not an aromatic. Not really, so... A Virginia Cavendish, and so, you know, just for people who are looking for something different, so that you don't get—I mean, you definitely don't want to buy a ten of tobacco and hate it, and then you you had a ten of tobacco that you hate. So I think reviews are great because it, you know, it gives other people a little information about something before they try it. <laughs> How often do you open up a tin of an aromatic and the smell and the smell is completely different than what you taste? About eighty percent of the time. <laughs> um, 
I find most aromatics, the smell you get out of the tin is not necessarily what taste you get. And so um, you may get, I have one that the tin note is, is just slightly sweet, but when you smoke it, it tastes exactly like chocolate-covered cherries. But you would never guess that by the tin note. So I don't think you, what you smell is what you get, <laughs> definitely. Is there is there any way for us that are trying out aromatics to decide, let's see, yeah, I don't like the way this, so if I don't like the way it smells, it's going to taste good to me, or any magic, any magical formula that you can come up with? I don't think there's a magic formula. I know that if you find one that you like, that there are usually some that are similar. I tend to like really heavy taste. So some of the lighter aromatics I don't enjoy because I want it to taste like something. I enjoy the tobacco taste, but I also want some other taste. And so if you smell something and it smells like cherry cough drops and you know that's not something you're going to like, then you know don't try it. But if it smells light and sweet and you think you're probably going to like something light and sweet then it's probably a safe try <laughs> hopefully and uh, does your does your other half help you with what what they smell in the room yeah if we can't decide on a room note we'll kind of blow it at each other like what do you think it smells like um we had a fan set up this summer that blew on me, so my smoke blew on him, so I couldn't smell his stinky Latakia, and um, <laughs> and he got to smell my good aromatics, so he always knew what my room note was, but I didn't necessarily have to smell his. <laughs> has, he ever, has he ever turned to you and said, wow, that aromatic really stinks? No, I don't think. Have you ever said one really stunk that I smoked? No, no. They all smell pretty good. So he's he's just fairly happy. Now let let's he's go let's, let's talk about the 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 married couple pipe smoker dynamic. Yeah. Uh, is there are are your pipes yours and his pipes his? Yes. Because his are all full of stinky latakia in them. Yes, he actually gets in trouble because he smoked one of my pipes with something disgusting, and then I had to clean it thoroughly. <laughs> Salt treatment and alcohol to get the taste out of it. So, yeah, no, he has his rack of pipes, and I have mine. <laughs> have, have you ever looked over at one of his pipes and said, I really like that one, I think I'll clean it up and try it? Actually, we have very different tastes in pipe shape and pipe look um his are very traditional shapes danish um pipe shapes and i not to say i'm artsy but i there's something about the flow of what it looks like and like i said how it feels in my hand and so um what he likes in a pipe is different from what i like in a pipe so i have one pipe that fits his um, fits his taste that he keeps trying to steal. That's the one he smokes something nasty out of. <laughs> I have to watch him. 
<laughs> and he ended up in the doghouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, since you don't smoke in front of the kids, how often how often do you get a chance to sit down and smoke a bowl? Um, well, we actually, we have a shed in the back. Well, I say shed. It's a garage that closes up. And so we'll go out there and smoke a little bit in the evenings. I mean, I probably smoke three or four times a week um, just to come out here. We'll say, you know, we're going outside and having our time, and we'll go sit in the garage. That's where we are right now, actually, and um, and smoke and relax and have have our quiet time yeah, we we have our thrift store chairs out here that are um if you watch our youtube videos you'll see them <laughs> and the sign behind you says keep calm and puff on yes it does <laughs> actually the little table in between us was my grandfather's humidor so that's where that came from so the tradition carries on there uh, yes <laughs> Do you have any of your grandfather's pipes? I don't. He quit smoking when I was very young, and he passed away about seven years ago. So I'm not really sure whatever happened to his pipes. I think they were gone a long time ago. And now, finally, with the with the holidays coming up, uh, anything under the uh, anything under the Christmas tree planned, pipe wise? Possibly, and I don't think anybody's listening right now, so you can say whatever you want. Or well, actually, any- um, Nathan and I are are both on um, one of our friends who's a pipe maker. We are on his list, and that is our Christmas um, present to each other. <laughs> so we're both we're getting his and hers pipes from from him. Well, so, well, um, share who's the er- pipe maker. Um, Eric Ganey, Eric Ganey Pipe. Um, if you haven't checked him out, he's he's great. He is a new pipe maker, but from the start, the pipes he would, the pipes he was putting out were perfect. He had an eye for drilling and an eye for aesthetics. He he had it. Some people, I think, spend a lot of time making pipes and don't quite get it, but he. He got it from the get-go. <laughs> um, so we're really excited about getting those um, whenever, when he gets to us. We're not in any rush. But um, that's that's our Christmas present to each other. And then you mentioned early on, I want to go back and cover it, because I saw them in Nashville, and I had to ask what they were, but it's a button that says W-A-T, and there's either a slash through it or a happy turtle underneath it. <laughs> yes. Um I went around in Nashville. That was, you know, the beginning of my YouTube career was whether things were wife-approved tobacco, W-A-T, or not wife-approved tobacco, non-W-A-T's. And so um, and before we went to Nashville, I had buttons. I made buttons. And so I'd walk around and, and sniff what people were smoking and hand them a button. <laughs> 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 so, so, you, so the joke was oh, they were really trying hard to get the non-WATs I think <laughs> so you were walking around in a, uh, in a pipe show kind of gathering sniffing other men's bowls yeah pretty much <laughs> I will say it's a very friendly group 
Absolutely. <laughs> now, since you're not only are you you're relatively young, which means mm-hmm. that you are like closer in age to my child than you are to me. Um, <laughs> do you have any questions for me? Anything that you want to ask? Anything that you want to know? Nathan wants to know, what's the one Latakia tobacco that you smoke? It's a very good one, and I'm glad he asked. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I've had, about seven, I've had about seven or eight bowls of it since I discovered it, and it, I enjoy it about once a week. What is what is an aromatic that you really enjoy? That is there it, one that's your favorite? Uh, no, um, sorry, nice try. Um, oh no no no! I meant like a flavor, not not yeah. necessarily a brand. No, actually, there was one aromatic that when I was working for Peter Stokeby, we came out with, and I did it. And this goes back to I'm going to say about 2001 or 2002. And the way we introduced the tobacco, the way we chose which tobacco to try was there was four different versions that I was happy with. And the whole family, we went on a road trip to Atlanta for a long weekend, and I smoked all four of them in the van driving down there. And the one that everybody in the van liked the most was the one we chose. Uh, It ended up being called... And if anybody can find any of it, uh, it ended up being called 1882 Mixture from Peter Stokeby. It had a very light topping of bourbon. And Mm. that was kind of my beginning of the fact that I love bourbon. But it just, it really had a tobacco taste in the pipe, in the smoke, and just a slight bourbon smell in the air. Uh, Mm. And it was a grand failure sales-wise. So my taste oh. <laughs> in aromatics does not correlate to it's going to sell. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm uh, sure mine probably doesn't either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting Interesting side note was at the same time we introduced proper English, which is about mm-hmm. 52% Latakia. And that took off as a huge success, and I hated every minute of taste testing it, which is why I don't taste test tobaccos anymore. Ah. Uh, so there's uh, a there's more uh, more stories that I prefer not to remember anymore. Thank you. <laughs> it's definitely a, a journey, pipe smoking. It it is a journey, and I'm really jealous of you because you're seven months or so into your journey, and you're still finding stuff new, and you're dabbling around with flakes, and even McBaron Dark Twist being a natural, unflavored or uncased tobacco is uh, is a step into the a whole different realm from aromatics. Uh, you're uh, you're moving around, and it's a lot of fun. I, on the mm-hmm. other hand, I'm stuck in a rut, and I guess I'm just going to be happy stuck there. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer. Short or long, doesn't matter. Are you ready? Yes. What is your favorite pipe? 
Um, I'm at Eric Nording Signature Freehand Natural. And is it coloring up really nice? It's beautiful. It fits perfect in my hand. It has a place where my thumb fits, and it has a place where my three fingers fit. And it always smokes cool. It doesn't get hot at all. And what's your favorite tobacco? Right now, my favorite tobacco is McBaron Honey and Chocolate. It's a really nice, dark chocolate taste with just a little sweetness. And what's your favorite drink? Sweet white wine. <laughs> That's so girly. Oh, so. I know. It's so girly. <laughs> When it's uh, when it's relaxation time, is it a book, a movie, or music? I really enjoy reading books, um, and I won't say one genre or another. I just like to read. I like to lose myself in something else. <laughs> fiction or nonfiction? Um, fiction mostly. Science fiction. It's- Oh. No, I mean, really, really kind of lots of things, romance novels. And actually, I've read a lot of science fiction lately. Um, we were reading the Ender's Game series, um, that Orson Scott Card. Um, a lot of those books were written kind of in the 80s, but the movie was coming out. And um, I actually read all those books before, really enjoyed them. So science fiction, I read a little, like, teeny bopper vampire books i mean i kind of read <laughs> a lot of everything <laughs> um jules Verne, <laughs> harry potter i'll pretty much read anything <laughs> from jules Verne to romance novels um yeah <laughs> when uh although it's only been a few short months what's your favorite pipe smoking memory actually my favorite pipe smoking memory is sitting with my grandfather while he's smoking as a child um that's i just really remember that at the smell and him relaxing and us just kind of sitting and talking with him and it's it's just one of those really sweet memories i have of him and i bet there's a lot of us that have the same exact memories mm-hmm Rachel, thank you for taking the time out of the holidays. Hope you all have a great holiday. Make sure, tell us again, uh, you're on Instagram or something else like that. So if you want to plug um, I'm I'm Turtle Ray 8 on Instagram, Turtle Ray 8 on YouTube. And from there, <laughs> if anybody wants to find uh, Nathan's uh, YouTube channel, his is uh, conveniently disguised <laughs> as Nathan Campbell. That's his name. <laughs> Yeah, and I think his Instagram is the same. So, uh, oh, Nate the Great Fifty Two. I, I stand corrected. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Happy holidays to all of you down there in the Bayou. All right, thanks for having us, Brian. We'll be back in just a minute. I'm Mark from Ohio, and I've tried so many tobaccos, but I just still can't find something that is just magical. A tobacco that I can fall in love with. 
I mean, I've tried reading reviews online and participating in forum discussions only to get burned. When I was about to give up, I discovered this amazing matching system for finding my perfect blend at SutliftTobacco.com. That's how I found my perfect blend, and I just love it. Finding the right tobacco doesn't have to be hard. There are lots of tobaccos waiting for you to fall in love with them. Finding that special tobacco shouldn't be left up to chance. Experience the magic of compatibility with our patented perfect match system. Try it at SutliffTobacco.com. Go to SutliffTobacco.com right now and find your perfect blend. Welcome back. All right, there you have it. A very energetic lady's point of view of pipe smoking and what she enjoys about it. And yeah, she's getting uh, really passionate about it. I have met Rachel before, and I will tell you that she's pretty much that energy level all the time. And now to smooth things down and calm and relax everybody, I found some uh, Christmas music. And it's not your traditional Christmas music. It's Clarence Gatemouth Brown doing Christmas. Just me and you Wonderful Christmas It's the best time of the year I said wonderful Christmas Is the best time of the year Father and mother And even brothers They all seem to care They bar Christmas I ever had I say the best time I ever had was when I was with with my mom and dad when we kids opened our presents just to see just what we had on Christmas Lots of toys So many toys That was made from the land And what made them so precious 
Clarence Gatemouth Brown. I wonder how many pipes and pipe tobaccos and stuff like that he got his Christmas gifts over the years. What's this? A letter for me. Forum member Aristocles wrote, uh, really enjoyed the show, including the music, which had my wife wide-eyed in delight, and Brian's perhaps a bit heavy West Virginia jokes. Poor Abe carried it off, though. Uh, I did clear them with Abe prior to the show, so Abe was cool with them. John Seiler, our favorite, wrote in, uh, GBD Pipes once had an extensive collection. Smoker's Haven in Columbus, Ohio was one of their best distributors. Yes, at one point, I believe Smoker's Haven in Columbus was the only point of entry into the United States for GBD Pipes. Uh, good pipes if you get the old ones. They were one of the first pipes with lucite stems. John goes on to say, Abe Herba, if I'm correct, he got his pipe at the John B. Hayes shop in Winchester, Virginia, and probably tried Tom's Red and Black, one of my favorites. Uh, Matt Hayes does have a nice shop there in uh, in Winchester if you're ever in the area. And John enjoyed the uh, rye whiskey song as well. And I hope I don't butcher this forum member's name, but it's uh, T-I-T-R-A-T-E-T-H-A-T. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. But he wrote in another interesting show. Had a nice relaxed feel to it tonight. Must be the tryptophan. Yeah, there was a lot of turkey. Three long days of turkey. Apparently 11-pound turkey for five people is more than plenty. Uh, Abe is not only a talented pipe maker, he seems to be a genuinely good guy. And Brian, you are a genuine, genuinely good dad. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you very much. Same to you. And uh, I try to be the best dad I can. All right, let's jump right into, because we're running, running long here, but let's jump right into part one of the holiday gift guide. So, if your significant others are in the room, now is the time to turn up the volume so that they can hear exactly what they can get or give to any pipe smoker, get for or give to any pipe smoker. Are you ready? My favorite stocking stuffers, pipe cleaners. We can always use pipe cleaners. Pipe cleaners, pipe cleaners, pipe cleaners. We can always use pipe cleaners. Uh, Holiday editions of tobaccos are out. And there's holiday editions in aromatics, Virginias, English, all kinds. Just figure out what your uh, what your intended person enjoys. Pick out a holiday edition of the tin tobaccos. Uh, shameless plug for Brigham. We have done our pipe stackers, the stackable pipe storage trays that come with a lid that holds your accessories. Well, there's a special package of them that comes with about uh, $16, $17 in free retail accessories. And those are available at your favorite smoke shop, hopefully. Uh, make a great gift. Retails 
for $70, hold six pipes and all your accessories, and then you can build it up as you want more. In addition to pipe stuff, us pipe smokers love books. We absolutely enjoy sitting back with our pipes and reading. Some of the books that are out of print that I'm going to suggest, uh, Carl Ewa's book, E-H-W-A, that you're going to find on uh, Amazon or on eBay, used only. It was printed, I believe, in the uh, mid-70s. It's a great book. And, of course, Gary Schreier and the Briar Book Press has a bunch of books that are wonderful. Want to give somebody a great gift for, them all, for all year long? Get them a membership to the NASPC. Then they'll get six editions of the Pipe Collector mailed to them all year long. Go to naspc.org. And next week, more Pipe Gift Giving Guide. In just a minute, rant time. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. An American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. I'm not just a pipe smoker. I'm a Meerschaum pipe smoker. All of my pipes come from MeershamStore.com. They've been in business for 50 years, and I can trust that there will be no hassles. Orders are processed and shipped fast, and they have every shape you can imagine, including calabash, claws, dragons, horror, even a sexy series. MeershamStore.com, the most trusted Meersham store for 50 years. This is Internet Radio. Cowboy. Cowboy. This is more of an observation rant than a real rant, but here it is. Because recently on Facebook, which I'm active on most days, there's been a rash of the best of lists that have come out. I've seen the uh, the best, the 100 best TV shows of all time, the 101 best-selling books of all time, uh, the book list challenge. See how many of the of the 100 on the list that you've that you've read, uh, the 100 most listened to classical composers, the 100 best this, the 100 best that of all time. There was even one of the. The best Bogart movies. How many have you seen? These are all great lists, but there's nobody that tells you who compiled the list. And it seems like there's a rash of them flying around Facebook recently to the point where you could probably get to the, the 100 best fabrics ever used list. The 100 most obscure colors for blowing bubbles ever used list. All these lists and... At the end of it, what you do is you end up going through the list. Oh, my favorite was the 100 foods that you must try before you die list. And some of them, when I looked at that list, that was my favorite. Some of them, when I looked at it, I swore that wasn't food. It was a biology It was a biology quiz, and I didn't know what it was, so I didn't care. But who really looks at all these lists? Who puts out these lists? And then am I supposed to feel deficient if I haven't done anything? of the stuff on the list. I did okay with the TV shows that you should have seen, except for some of the newer ones that are on the uh, 
on HBO and Showtime. What do we care? If it's a classical composer that is the most listened to, I'm going to guess Beethoven and Bach are right up there at the top. Anyway, things that fly around Facebook make me wonder, is uh, is this the judge of humanity? No, it's just probably somebody with a lot of free time and websites get these things going and it's all a way to get you to come to their website more often. So, there you go. little observational rant, nothing serious. And if I don't like it, I'll just get off of Facebook or click away from that. It's that easy. All right, please keep those iTunes reviews coming. Please post any comments or suggestions you got for the show on the forums. I do look at them all. And again, remember, uh, holiday traditions, holiday pipe smoking traditions, please email them to me at brian at pipesmagazine.com. Private message them to me through the forums or on Facebook. I want to have a whole bunch to read for uh, the December 26th show. Well, maybe we'll read them before that. But got a couple uh, couple of great guests coming up. I am working on getting uh, Per Jensen from McBaron coming up and a whole handful of pipe makers coming up. So show's going to be fun and exciting. Hopefully everybody's having a great holiday season. Hopefully I will be home now for the rest of the year. No more traveling for me. So I'm looking forward to that. With that, I'll say thank you to Rachel for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to Sutliff Tobacco Company. And until next time. the clouds when we're together just sing a song and think about sunny Wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season if the stores were any less hooter than they are, harder than they are.